Big Ray Hernandez, Jamie the Vet Williams. This is your next level wrestling review. Presented by Hameen Media and ChannelAttitude.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the Next Level Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy T, whereas Big Ray is on assignment for the time being, but he'll be back next week. But my co-host, Vet, welcome back to the Next Level Podcast. It is your show. And what's going on, man? I mean, uh, what a Halloween havoc. Kind of weird actually watching it. Night two anyway, to be more specific. Hello, Jimmy, and hello, everyone. Yes, that's right. Big Ray is on assignment. He assigned himself an appointment knowing that he has a weekly show that he has to do. And uh, this is, he's actually done this more times than I've missed shows. So oh, that's wow. actually amazing, right? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's great. But anyway, um, yes, Halloween Havoc. It was, well, it was. Uh, so uh, did you end up getting to watch the first? uh episode of halloween havoc from last week i saw bits and pieces i didn't watch the whole thing i just watched the little highlights package but i watched obviously the whole lot of uh night two but i know what what happened on night one okay well then you're all caught up i mean who has time to go back and watch all that crap anyway i think you do enough over at the pwc yeah he gets like that it's tough man to, to just to watch all these wrestling shows vet every week Oh, man, it burns you out after a while. I'm not going to lie. I can tell um, that we're all just a little bit fed up. You know, when <laughs> I get to hang out with you and Chris on the the wreckage and, and like, just, it's really hard to like things, you know? Uh, um, the wreckage. Every, everything, <laughs> just, everything just makes you miserable, you know? It's not that it's miserable, man. It's just, uh, look. So right now, especially like on the AEW thing side of things, it, it's it's pretty bad, man. Let's be honest. And as far as WWE goes, yeah, even right now it's a bit of a. I don't know if it's because of uh, Crown Jewel and whatnot, and but it's just it's gone a little a little bit stale. Not not too bad. Not as bad as AEW, but still a little stale. But in saying that, I mean this Halloween havoc. Just watching it. I mean, I know they do this every year, but the silliness of it in a way just is a little too much for me well i don't know that's that's just me though but does that remind you of aew like when you're watching uh, well, when you're watching a, and we'll get we'll don't worry we'll get to all your favorite halloween havoc night two moments uh <laughs> don't worry um but when you're watching it when you're watching like this haunted house vignettes do, do are you saying like this is definitely you could just immediately Ugh. slide in uh roderick strong and uh <laughs> the kingdom and you could do this exact same thing with these like i i could uh. be watching this on a wednesday night or or whatever is it did that did that thought cross your mind yeah man it's it's definitely like watching a, every 
every Wednesday or Saturday night when it comes to AEW. But yeah, man, I mean, this is just, it's too much of it. It's too much. I get it. It's Halloween and happy Halloween to everybody. And, but still, I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Do we, did we need two weeks of this? Yes. Yes, we did. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. before we we get into it proper, though, Vet, let's just acknowledge the chat because sure. uh, we we got a whole bunch of people in the chat, man. We got Labrad in the house. We got Aaron Ben Shlomo, uh, Mike Verde, who I'm pretty sure is, uh, <laughs> you know, good old uh, Media M5. Hey, there's you. Even the opinion havers in the house. Even me. <laughs> I'm in the house. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Paul, aka the shooters, also in the house. Frank's pickle barrel, Elizabeth, uh, and I think that's a be- oh, and Zane Vicious also is, is, oh, has joined lots us. More. Keep going, keep going. Jesus Christ, Dark Side Casters was all also in the house. The Hammer, uh, Charles Orford's in the house as well, and uh, Richard Rocket <laughs> review. I mean, Jesus man, it, it is J twelve also. Do we get We've got Dan a whole Heffern? bunch of people? We do. We do? Dan Heffern here, the artist returns. Um, J Twelve is in the house. I have not. He, yes, he we do. That. We do. We do actually have Dan Heffern, and uh, I think that's about it. Vet. Jeez. Well, Thank you for everybody enough? joining us. That's more than enough, and I'm just happy that everybody. They're all coming up to the door with their bags. Like, hey, <laughs> what do you got left? You know, <laughs> trick or treat, motherfucker. Actually, I wonder, so, did you do any trick or treating, Vent? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know me; I always, uh, I'm the most <laughs> trick or treat guy. No, that it's it's where where I'm at. It's kind of like a dead, a dead deal. They don't really do it anymore. You know what's funny, man? Speaking of Halloween and trick or treating, back in the day, me growing up, it felt like no one gave a shit about Halloween here, man. Not my mm. generation, anyway. But now, I mean, all I saw yesterday on the roads was pumpkins all over the road you know every house sort of done up in the you know spooky styles and whatnot and um i just find that interesting because yeah i i felt like here in australia in particular no one really cared about halloween but now it seems like everybody does if i you know i could be wrong but i feel like our parents generation did not really do that as much no and then And then our generation was kind of the trick-or-treating generation. Yeah. And then now all of us are grown up. So now you've got a bunch of adult weirdos who like (laughs) Halloween all the time. And, you know, like, you know, no offense, Liz. You know, you're a weirdo. That's not an insult. (laughs) It's just a fact of life. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, So there's people that want to celebrate Halloween year-round. And they just always get super excited about Halloween. It's like kids wanted to have candy on Halloween when I was a kid, but I don't remember like the hype. So now when you're, when you're love something as a kid and you grow up and now you're in control and you're not relying on your parents for everything. Now you can be as weird and celebratory (laughs) about it as you want to be. So now we see all these houses all decorated with, you know, inflatable shit on the lawn and you know, all this stuff. Um, yeah, they never went that hard when I was a kid on Halloween, but now all of the kids are grown up and they want to just do it big. So that's how it goes. It's just weird, man. Like I said, all I see is pumpkin everywhere, dude. But um, um, but you know what, dude? Uh, should we get into the next level? Unless there's any news we need to speak of, should we do is a that, three count? 
No, not that. I mean, it's been kind of a quiet week this week, man. To be fair. Well, should we do a? Should we do a this week? Like Ray likes to do a this week in wrestling history. Should we? Should we do one? I have one pulled up just in case we wanted to do it. I mean, we could let the chat decide if we if we do it. You guys can vote. Uh, you know, if you want to see a, if you want to see a, uh, a this week in wrestling. Um, because really the news is kind of it really is just like a bunch of so and so one on Halloween Havoc night to you know like that that's not you know that's not news. Kevin Nash said something <laughs> on a podcast. That's a that's not news. Do you like well, do you like how all the news uh the wrestling news is just um I listen to a podcast and here's a soundbite like that's now a news <laughs> article. Like we could all just be listening to these podcasts ourselves but you know, now we got other people to do it and and clip stuff out of context for us to start fights on the internet. Yeah, it's, it's true, man. Well, does that mean? Well, the 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 listeners all want actually a three. Uh, what do you call it? Not a three count. I was going to say at at uh, this week in professional wrestling. So vet, go for it, man. Do it. What was right. the day well, in wrestling? Let's 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 see what some of the chat answers. So. Uh, Aaron Bishlow says TK bought New Japan yet? Yeah, right. When when is that deal going through? Oh, well, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah would remember never that. Buy remember it, how it was a done happen. deal, and Ray had sources, and he knew he was just like, it's <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, yeah. It already. There's happened. no chance. There's no <laughs> chance it's gonna ever ever happen. As a matter of fact, I don't even think the Japanese people in general, and you know, everyone at Bushy Road still own New Japan, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no way they would give it up to a to a, a Westerner. I just would never see that happen. Especially not him. Especially after he Whoa. hugged him. Like after he went and <laughs> hugged him, he, they're not gonna sell him anything. Dude, the fact that he turned up at Wrestle Dream like he was Antonio Inoki made me want to puke. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> gave him they gave him the scarf though. They did give him a scarf. <laughs> in fairness. Yeah, but he was uh, even gave, gave up several. In they his... handed out several scarves, so it wasn't even special. Oh, he wasn't even the only on. one to get that. So, so embarrassing, man. I, I I couldn't help but think Antonio Inoki would be rolling in his grave seeing this, man. Did he ever meet Khan? I don't think he has, has he? Of course not. Are you kidding me? No. Thank God. He'd be like, get this mark out of my face. But in yeah. Japanese. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, Frank says, do it, baby. Medium 5 says, well, he can't spell, but I think he's saying, do this week in <laughs> wrestling. He wants it. Um, well, Liz also said, do Liz it. says, do it. Labrat says, do it. Everybody wants it. Chopper's flying overhead. Hopefully you guys can't hear that with the new. <laughs> I can. <laughs> you can? You can hear that? I can, yeah. Man, StreamYard's, uh, StreamYard's audio shit's not doing their job. They're supposed to. <laughs> says, no, please, God, no. Okay. Well, you know, have some more Burger King Media M5 and settle in because we're doing it. On this day <laughs> in wrestling history, November 1st, you're going to love some of these. Okay. Um on November 1st, uh, in 1990, um, mm. Jushin Thunder Liger, you may have heard of him, speaking of New Japan, Absolutely. Uh, defeated the uh, Pegasus Kid to win Ooh. his third IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. That's Chris Benoit, a.k.a., right? That it is. <laughs> it is him. <laughs> the Pegasus Kid. Actually, I shouldn't have even mentioned his name. We'll just go by the Pegasus Kid. Pegasus kid from now on, bit Halloween's over, Jimmy. You don't have to bring up the. Uh, okay, we're gonna skip ahead to 1997. Um, let's see. Bret Hart officially signs his WCW contract. 
So according to this, the contract was worth two and a half million per year and was supposed to be kept confidential until after the Survivor's Series pay-per-view on November 9th. So I remember that they like leaked the news. Yesterday. I wonder who. And <laughs> um so that would have already been uh you know, so he he had signed his WCW contract eight days prior, which is interesting. He went through all that other shit. That was a great time, actually, to be a wrestling fan, obviously. And I remember that like it was yesterday. But it just seems, now that I think back on it, though, Vet, does it seem a little convenient when, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? What was his documentary called again? Uh, wrestling with Shadows. Wrestling with Shadows. How, how that was going on right at the same time as he was going through his negotiations with WCW and all the bullshit that he was going through with Vince McMahon and the WWF at the time. Do you think it was a work deep down? No. I don't either, but some people yes, have got do. some great you qu- ask No, the I don't, question, I don't. Jimmy. I asked the question because I saw a documentary, actually, uh, about it, if it's a work or not. And there were some good points, man, that, that certain people actually gave. So, And it made me think. But then I think back, nah, too much shit happened, man. Like, there's just no way that that was a work. So, but I mean, there, there are some interesting points, though, no doubt about it. And to be fair, did it really make? I mean, think about the hype Bret Hart had about at the time jumping to WCW, only for WCW to totally blow it. The whole thing was bizarre. I mean, I think you can look back at a lot of things Definitely. during that time and say, why did this really happen? You didn't have to do it like this. But, you know, it, it, you know, in a way, um you know it it kind of i don't know i like to think what could have happened if it it would the simplest thing would have been to just be like all right well if you don't want the uh you know why why did it have to be Shawn michaels you know what i mean (laughs) like if brett is saying i'll drop it to anybody but him why didn't they just let him drop it to somebody else it's true. I mean, they could have just done, or if he didn't want to do it, then just take the belt from him, you know, like, all right, just, you know, we're taking the belt. <laughs> Bret Hart's been stripped <laughs> of the title. Like what, what, you know, it could have done it, that. So, so, so dumb. So dumb. The whole thing's dumb. Let's not talk about it. It's been talked about enough. Yeah, um, that's true. Let's, let's move but on. But the next, the next year though, 1998, uh, ECW November to remember took place. Uh, at the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana. One title changed hands when Balls Mahoney and Masato Tanaka, remember that team, defeated Bubba and Devon to win the ECW Tag Team Championships. And in the main event, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and Taz beat the Triple Threat. You remember the Triple Threat? Can you name the Triple Threat? I do. The Triple Threat, wasn't it? Shane Douglas was one. Um, Who was the other two, man? Damn it, I'm forgetting you, vet. You got to fucking, you got, you, I'm on the spot. But am I wrong? Was Shane Douglas one of them? Shane Douglas is one. Um, who was the other two, man? I should know this. Should Media know this. M5 is is wrong. I just said Sabu and Taz and Rob Van Dam were a team to defeat the triple threat. Yes. Oh, man, I know no. this. Nope. Not seeing it. Not seeing it. Well, well d- d- can we include Dark, Dark Side uh, got Francine? The, 
the the chat the chat has pieced it together frankenstein style again a day late uh but uh yes the triple threat was bam bam bigelow chris candido Uh, and shane douglas i knew i was gonna say candido but uh, i wasn't sure about bam bam but that was a long time ago man damn i should have known that though man to be on the spot you know for some reason when we're live i forget some of the like simplest stuff and i don't even understand why it's not like i'm nervous or anything strange jimmy's scared guys he can't he can't uh, (laughs) can't be put on the spot can't call it in the ring he's got to have pre-planned bullshit um i forget the simplest of wrestlers sometimes believe me (laughs) uh, well let's see if you remember these guys also 1998 wwe taped the debut of super astros uh which was a lucha libre focused show made for the hispanic market you know they're trying to break into that hispanic market jimmy uh in the main event uh el hijo del santo defeated super loco Ooh, I never watched it. I remember hearing about it. It was never on my on any of my channels down here, that's for sure. How long did it last for? Not long. Mm, yeah, not too too long. Or maybe it did last a long time and nobody cared because we really <laughs> well, didn't pay attention to that stuff. Um, that's true. And that's then true. uh skip ahead to 2004 uh on Raw uh La Resistance which was hey. at this point Rob Conway and Sylvain Grenier. Uh, who knows what happened to Renee? He'd probably already been beaten up by. No, he wasn't there yet, was he? Or was he? He must have. He had to have been. Are you they sure? 2004. Well, anyway, um, hmm. defeats Edging Chris Benoit to win the World Tag Team Championship. So La oh, Resistance becomes the champs. You um, know what? I was a fan of La Resistance, except not when Rob Conway joined them. I'm sorry. I was a, I was a fan of La Resistance, except for when Rob Conway ended up joining him. That's when they went kind of flat. But Dupree and Gagne were actually great together. I, I think they were a great team. Yeah, I mean, I I think so. I mean, good enough, right? I mean, there was just a lot of blandness going on in that mid two thousands period, you know. <sighs> Big time, dude. So you know, even just having like, even just being able to say, well, we got a french tag team there you go Great. remember the french tikla yes i do <laughs> and all these kids in the audience having to have their parents uh tell them don't say that <laughs> um That's so funny, yeah. though. um the next year 2005 uh wwe presented the second and final taboo tuesday pay-per-view uh, in san diego uh in the first bout rick flair successfully defended his intercontinental championship remember when rick flair was the intercontinental champion i do i do as a matter of fact against triple h in an old school style cage match i don't know what that means does that mean it was the blue cage Uh, like what is that uh or the black cage afterwards (laughs) which was the same as the blue cage but still i have no idea but if i remember correctly didn't triple h win no, it says he successfully defended it against Triple oh. H, so he did not win. Wasn't that the same time, roughly, where Triple H was Intercontinental Champion? Oh, no, that was 2001, actually. Yeah, that was 2001. It. I remember that. Um, the uh, two-man power trip. Yeah, exactly. Not, not John Paz and, and Lavi Margolin, <laughs> but the other two-man power trip. Um, 
Yeah, so the fans voted for the cage. The other two things they could have done was a regular match or a submission match. So back, you know, during these voting times, supposedly the voting was real, but they would always put options that would steer the fans into a certain direction. So it's like, of course, we're going to still manipulate it even when, uh, yeah. I wonder why this stuff didn't last, right? Well, um, uh, Taboo Tuesday did end up becoming Cyber Sunday, actually, after that. So, Right. That's why it's funny that they say it's, this is the final Taboo Tuesday. Yeah, except for all <laughs> yeah. the Cyber Sundays, right? So, <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, it didn't last too much longer, though. Not really. Uh, John Cena, in the main event, won the triple threat match for the WWE Championship against Kurt Angle, and the fans voted for Shawn Michaels, which... The other two choices for the main event were Big Show and Kane. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Which has got to be great, right? Like when that that's knowing the wrestlers and their egos, like this has got to be great whenever you don't get picked for something that really lets you know how what the fans think of you, right? Yeah, I mean, that's why they should never, ever do that again, to be honest. <laughs> so they definitely... Um, they definitely uh had an interesting idea though here because the two people that didn't get voted for uh got a world tag team championship shot so that means big show and kane <laughs> went on to defeat uh cade and murdoch for the tag I team championships that. I which has got to be one of dominant. the worst matches that's ever happened in wwe Damn. history is that match right there Remember Lance Cade, funny enough, uh, he, he passed away in his 20s still, right? From a heart problem. I think so. I think he was in Yeah, his I'm 20s. pretty sure. Definitely he young. young definitely too young he to be dying young. of. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. R.I.P. Lance Cade. Speaking of which, in 2012, November 1st, uh, sadly, Brad Armstrong was found in his home in Georgia at the age of 51 so Brad also too man, he was so underrated way too young yep yep he uh always mentioned by people as one of the great workers of all time brad armstrong Definitely. they always talk about how good and smooth he was and you know they always oh. say the same thing man he was so good in the ring and he was so good like he was so funny backstage and yet he could never translate that into an on-screen persona, persona? Which is like, well right. did anybody ever try to let him transform it into an on-screen persona i mean i don't That's remember them too. giving brad armstrong too many microphones or giving him a chance right like never never dude I, as a matter of fact I, I hate to say this but i remember him more so as a glorified jobber man when you think about it yeah because I mean, because guys that are good they want you to get the stars over not be over yourself you know That's the stars true, are the stars are the stars are bad and they have to have other people make them look good that's just how it well, is that's wrestling well uh, well that is wrestling but at least he was you know he was on television every week man from what i remember yeah but it'd be on like wcw pro at like <laughs> four in the morning oh, yeah. or i mean i'd see him on nitro too don't get me wrong and and well, they did have three hours on, that's true remember that fuck we've gone full circle man i remember even back then when nitro went three hours everyone was complaining even then that three hours was just way too long. And to be fair, let's be real. I mean, that was the, the beginning really of the downfall of WCW. From that point, it was no looking back. Once they went three hours and they went back to two hours, they were done. 
Yeah. It's a problem in wrestling and it's a problem in business. When people like something, instead of saying, oh, uh, you like this. Well, let's carefully uh, figure out how we can uh, make people like <laughs> it more. They all just say, oh, you like this? Well, here's a bunch of it. It'd be like if you uh, ate a delicious, you went to a restaurant and got a delicious slice of pizza and was like, wow, this pizza's really good. And then the restaurant owner <laughs> just comes and like feeds the rest of the slices down your throat. Like, oh, you like it? Okay. And then you're never going to eat pizza again. So. Oh, uh, geez. Hey, that's not too too far from, uh, you know, ethnic grandmothers, man. That's what, especially my my ones, they used to just keep eating, keep eating. <laughs> like, Look at me, man. God damn it. Yeah. That's it. So, Lucky's well, speaking of snack attack, snack attack. <laughs> uh, so if you, so, so speaking of, uh, speaking of fantastic, uh, 2016 TNA Impact Wrestling taped their total nonstop deletion event at the Hardy hey. Compound in Cameron, North Carolina. Were they still TNA at that point? Yes. Oh, apparently, okay. I thought it was Impact by that point. I mean, this, this is just what it says here on this random internet page I found. I don't know if this is the one that Ray uses, but uh, <laughs> they say it's TNA Impact Wrestling. So, and when I asked, um, when I asked Brandon about it on one of the Impact attacks we did, he said it was they changed to Impact Wrestling in 2017. So, yeah, you know, man, I remember somewhere around this time. Point. Yeah, no, it was mm -hmm. definitely around that time. Was it? What was it? Yeah, it was still the Dixie TNA when they changed to Impact, wasn't it? Probably. Right. But in this, uh, let's see. This is where Max King Maxwell beat Rockstar Spud in a forty-seven <laughs> second no disqualification <laughs> match, and then the uh, Hardys won the tag team Apocalypto match for the tag team titles. Did you um, like all the hype back then, Vent? Were you into into this, or do you think it was blown way out, like overhyped? Famously, I've made my position on this clear multiple times that uh, this is absolutely horrible. Um, it's one of the worst things to ever happen in wrestling, and it's part of part. It's it's minor spike in internet wrestling fan popularity is it did. probably the reason that we have to see shit like you know this Scooby Doo skits on Halloween oh. Havoc and. Uh, the, and the <laughs> the Roderick Strong and and Adam Cole shit, like it, it because people think that terrible, uh, movie style comedy vignettes are what people uh, want to see in wrestling. So thanks a lot, Teddy Hardys. Yeah, you think that that has a big big thing to do with it? You're probably right. It probably does. If no, if if this if they had done like the final deletion or whatever. And nobody, everybody shit on it. I don't think we'd be seeing nearly as much of this stuff. Yeah, you're probably right, man. It's true. Not that it was the first one to ever be bad. Like, look, you can go back all the way to Tuesday Night Titans for bad comedy, you know, in wrestling. But <laughs> Remember that shit. Yeah, nonetheless, it's still, you know, I don't think people today that are shooting these vignettes or like whoever in TNA wrestling now is thinks that, you know, they're like making, you know, cinema quality, uh, <laughs> vignettes and shit with Frankie Kazarian, bring a box of TNA out of a lake or whatever. 
Like whoever these people are doing this now, I'm sure they don't go all the way back to Tuesday Night Titans for their inspiration. I'm sure they're just looking at the broken Matt Hardy stuff and being like, wow, let's do this. Or Bray Wyatt stuff, you know, Wyatt family stuff. Um, yeah, yeah but- all the cinematic stuff that we see, you know, you kind of have like Bray Wyatt and the Hardys to thank for that. So. Oh, damn it, man. It was <laughs> speaking of, but, um, I mean, look, 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 look at the Hardys now, dude, from that. And look, let's be real at, at, at the time, you know, like it or not. And yeah, I wasn't really the biggest fan of it either, but I mean, it was cool for what it was, but you know, it just, it was silly, but it did give TNA impact wrestling a, a spike at the time, man. Like it really did at a time where no one gave a shit about impact wrestling. Let's be honest. I think that's debatable. I mean, mm. nothing nothing has ever happened to Impact except they've been kicked further and further down the television ladder. <laughs> well, you know, that's true. That's like very true. regardless of any spikes or anything, they just, you know, going from literal spike, you know, and getting the better the best ratings they'd have and then just they keep finding shittier and shittier channels to put them on Destination America, Pop TV, whatever access tv it's just like god destination america jeez yeah yeah remember that okay so the point is meh i don't like it um i don't i i like i think that matt um you didn't like hardy's at the zoo says frank's pickle by us well i like that i like that matt thought that uh the giraffe had been reincarnated (sighs) into george washington but i mean (laughs) Like stuff like that is funny, but or was the kangaroo George Washington? I don't remember. Oh who no, was it was Washington. the kangaroo. It was the kangaroo man. Who was 100%. the giraffe man? Oh, I can't remember, man. But the kangaroo was definitely George Washington, if I remember correctly. They're, that's actually their their pet kangaroo, right? <laughs> Frank I, Pickles Barrel. Who's no funny? Idea. Jimmy only watches Bluey. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean no, that's a funny. So, comment. but just just to be clear, the idea of Matt Hardy acting weird is not a problem in of itself it's just when you're expected (laughs) to believe all this like magic and teleporting and stuff it's like oh okay well you know now you've really jumped the shark so i delete you it's so dumb bro like now that i think about it it's just delete delete like come on yeah what what the hell was wrong with everybody like seven Uh, years ago well think about it dude there was a point where you know grabbing someone's crotch and then doing it into a flip finisher was over bro not to anybody real just a pwg <laughs> wow. yeah well that's um, true but i mean so, think about that yeah so in 2019 uh this was oh remember this jimmy in 2019 nxt invaded smackdown i do remember remember that and when they, adam cole this was, was the winning first time match. they yep they he beat uh daniel bryan right yep for the NXT, nxt championship match um they had a bunch of it says here tomaso champa defeated the miz rhea ripley and tegan knox beat mandy rose and sonia deville so there's, there's a couple of matches from that show god damn it what were they thinking at the time and it done nothing for these guys really when you think about and girls i mean did it really no done nothing but that's because that is because they were never going to let 
uh, NXT like continued to outshine what was supposed to be the major product. And I think that was a Vince thing, right? I'm sure it was 100%, man. <laughs> of course, yeah, it would have been a Vince thing, but oh, God damn it. None of these midgets are beating any of my guys, but they did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Oh, man. Sometimes I think, did Triple, you know, when Triple H had his uh, cardiac uh, arrest, whatever the hell he had, you know, that heart attack, do you think it has a lot to do with uh, all the stress Vince had put him under at the time? You know, by changing NXT into the colorful bullshit that we had 2.0 no that was that was you got your you got your timeline that happened after no that happened after he was in the hospital yeah okay well maybe he he, waited till triple h couldn't do anything about it then he (laughs) yeah not that he had to because he's still in charge but i mean anyway yeah so uh tgyrc tv says that's because the real group was still stuck in Saudi on the tarmac, right? I, I didn't say that. that because I wasn't sure if that was the time, but I thought this was that time. One of the reasons they did this was because there was a right. lot of people that weren't available still. So it was basically they were left with whoever didn't go to Saudi Arabia and who was still in the States. Um, and then the NXT people came up. So Yeah, no, it's true. Even Paul, the shooter, says half the main mm-hmm. roster was stuck in Saudi which forced the NXT invasion, if you want to call it that. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, did that make it any more exciting? Or could you could you have just said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special show for you tonight. You know, we've got some people from NXT here, <laughs> and we're going to give you some matches that you haven't seen before, rather than, you know, the whole bullshit, we're taking over. There's only two storylines in wrestling that people keep trying to get over, Okay. Somebody keeps trying to get over invasion storylines, usually Eric Bischoff or somebody related (laughs) to Eric Bischoff or evil authority figure storyline. So it's like you just try to keep recreating the NWO or Vince McMahon's attitude era over and over and over again, because those were the most successful things in the modern era. So that's what you keep going back to. So NXT couldn't just come in and have some matches and they have a nice exhibition show. No, you had to make it an invasion and... You know, what does that even mean, invasion? You all work. You're all cashing the same checks. <laughs> Not just that. When you think back on it, right, doesn't it make NXT look like pussies since they waited to invade when most of the main roster wasn't around when you think about it? That too. You know, that, that certainly mean, didn't help. Yeah, but. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. But what you're seeing now, though, is whether you like it or not, and that's definitely debatable, Um you know, amongst yourselves, whether you like it, but, uh, there at least is more cohesion because if NXT is supposed to be your, um, that's supposed to be like you getting, getting you ready for raw and SmackDown, right? You're getting (laughs) TV experience. You're, you're learning how the WWE does things. Um, you're doing like sort of local house show tours and stuff so you get used to being on the road and it's like it really is getting you ready for the big time but then what was happening for a long time was that's triple h's thing and vince is doing his thing and when a guy he vince is not paying attention to nxt so when a guy a, a a talent has been 
you know, they've been trained, they've been packaged. Here's your music. Here's your, here's your entrance. Here's your character. Here's all the stuff you're doing. And then he gets up there. Vince sees him for the first time. He's like, well, I see you like this. And then he changes everything. <laughs> so what was the point? So now at least what you're seeing is like guys are coming up. They're coming on raw. They're coming on SmackDown. They're being presented the way they were presented in NXT. That's the whole idea because Triple H is aware. He signed these guys, so he knows what they're doing. He knows who he wants or, you know, whatever. And he's like, it's time for this guy. It's time for this guy. And he's not surprised to see them show up on Raw. Like, who is this guy? He knows who they are. So when you got, like, say, the Creeds go on Monday Night Raw and get a win, you know, over Alpha Academy those are the creeds that were in nxt they're not like right, a different right. guys with a no. different name or a different gimmick and that's what was happening for a large portion of that you know the nxt time so now at least there's some cohesion right with uh with the developmental actually getting called up yeah i mean that, that's true that's that's the positive thing about it now with triple h running things but um has that even been blown out of proportion now that you now that you brought it up actually you, you made me think hmm. you know sure a lot of the guys that have jumped from the from NXT to the main roster you know have somewhat changed like you know like War Machine for example the you know the Viking Raiders how many name that changes was before. They right that's true but um just in general going through the history of all the call-ups coming up and whatnot do they really change him that much? Okay, Cross, you could say that. Always, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Keith Lee. Keith Lee, well, yeah, the bear cat. I mean, come on. <laughs> Don't forget the tennis skirt. <laughs> Jesus. I don't, that's what I mean, man. That's such a typical Vince thing to do, right? Why would he do Is it out of ego, do you think? He just, because he doesn't, Vince McMahon doesn't like wrestling, okay? It's He's that simple. Right. I know everybody's like, what? What do you mean? But I mean, yeah, he wants sports entertainment, right? That's He wants it to be anything but wrestling, but that's all he knows. So he's stuck with something he doesn't like to be his bread and butter, and he tries to make it anything but that. Triple H is a wrestling fan, but he also likes the 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 big time spectacle that the WWE For has sure. always tried to provide. Right. So he wants the best of both worlds. So triple H is the kind of guy who, you know, like if he's on a car ride or a plane ride somewhere, you could see him with a tablet, like watching matches oh, from NXT 100. or watching matches from any other company. You could see somebody be like, Hey, let's check this guy out. Triple H. So he might watch a match from MLW or he might watch a match from impact, or he might watch a match from NWA, or he might watch a match from new Japan just to see, Oh, that would be a good fit. You could see triple H watching wrestling to see what kind of wrestlers he would like to have on his show. Vince McMahon ain't watching no wrestling. You kidding me? He he's like, he doesn't even know who gets signed until they show up. So He'll see this guy and he'll be like, what am I supposed to do with this guy? It's like, it's like somebody giving you a, a present you didn't want, you know, like, oh, thanks for the present. Um, I didn't ask for this, but I guess I got to use it now. So if his vision of seeing a guy for the first time is different from the vision you had when you signed him two years ago, of course, you're not going to see eye to eye on it. Um, that's the thing. So now at least 
you are actually working with your developmental. Can you imagine if the people in the major leagues weren't looking at AAA ball players? They're like they're not they're not watching this they're not reading the scouting reports, they're not watching the film or whatever, they're not looking at the box scores. They're just like, you know, I don't know, look at the look at this eight by ten of this guy. Yeah, give me give me this guy. I need I need Remember a relief pitcher. Times? Give me this guy. He's like, sir, that's yeah. an outfielder. I don't care. You know, like I don't care, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh, exactly. Give me that guy. So <laughs> Yeah. Look at those biceps. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a weird cat, man, when it comes to Vince McMahon. I mean, you're right. And at least, you know, Triple H is truly a student of the game. I mean, he loves all aspects of pro wrestling, like literally from all the shit, you know, in the back to, to the ring to, to whatnot. And that's the one thing you can appreciate about the game. I mean, sure, he's done some, you know, stupid shit also, but I mean, no one's perfect. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I could, I could go, I could go the other way and bury Triple H for a lot of stuff, but it, that, it, we're just talking about. I'm just talking about him as a creative compared to Vince right. and him being involved with. You know, of course he's going to have a personal interest in the thing that he started, right? Like, of course he's going to uh, yeah. care about NXT. So, right, that's I mean, as- that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, yeah, Tegan Knox nobody cares i get it but no. at least at least this is the tegan Knox that we've seen before if you've seen her before they didn't just completely give her a 180 character flip you know it, it's you know it, it's fine so that that's a that's a good thing for the talent you know not having to worry about what's going to happen to them when they have to show up on raw <laughs> like oh my god what shitty gimmick are they going to change change me into now they'll know they can just basically show up as is and do their thing so good for them um but uh yeah that is uh apparently nothing happened after 2019 on november 1st so we're all caught <laughs> up um notable wrestling birthdays today uh tyler rex who i believe oh, goes tyler by rex. something <laughs> so, something different now um uh, yeah talk that about be, weed yeah is that gabby tuft is that uh is that... <laughs> that's the one <laughs> okay and of course the great the the possibly the single greatest wrestling personality of all time bobby the brain enan's birthday hey. was november 1st uh, absolutely so, happy birthday to the weasel yeah there you go uh and that pretty much brings us uh you know that brings an end to, to this day in wrestling history so shout outs to big ray hernandez for this um you know this uh what would you call it uh recurring gimmick here <laughs> yeah shout out to big rain and hopefully he's all right actually as a matter of fact oh, on he's, assignment he's fine <laughs> Stupid, <Ray>. <laughs> <laughs> we love you ray come on yeah well, some, don't, I, I don't love you <laughs> to work well, it's like... <laughs> don't because you'll get upset don't 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 say I know, that. he'll cry he'll cry <laughs> No, we're yeah, fucking. And, and he'll like, and he'll remember right. it too. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't remember Absolutely. anything unless it's <laughs> unless it's something I said about him on a show. Then he'll bring it up two weeks later and be like, "Hey, I remember when you said that." You know. Um, oh man, you've been killing it lately too on other shows. Just quietly, man. Oh, thank uh, you. With some of this, with some of the stuff you said, but um, but you're the vet. I mean, as as per usual, you always kill it, man. I mean, come on. Well, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. You don't have to say it quietly. You can say it loudly. 
True. Just loudly. Everyone tells me that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, some things you can say quietly, like, you know, well, yeah, be tough, but other things <laughs> you can say loudly, you know? Uh, uh, man, uh, Tolerix, yeah. Uh, I don't get it, man. I forgot about that Gabby Tough, whatever. That's been a few years, and he's still or shim, she, anyway, whatever. Uh, whatever yeah. it is. Happy whatever birthday. It is. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> um, oh, boy. So, uh, so yeah, so what do, you th- what do you say, Jimmy? Should we get into this Halloween havoc? Do we have to? Snavitz? No, we could just call <laughs> it right here. You can find ah, well. me at... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, go for it, man. Let's get into it, man. Um, All right. Are you well, gonna get into this... it first? You are. Yep. Yeah, we're not. We're we're not gonna take long here. Um. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're kicking it off with the old Ecto One rolling up to the uh, to the Performance Center. Oh, I you're already you're already sighing, Jimmy. What's <laughs> what's wrong? You don't like Ghostbusters? I love Ghostbusters, but uh, uh, you know, didn't Matt Cardona do this just recently? Well, I mean, you know, Ghostbusters is very popular and uh, true, but still, so. come on. You're gonna when call, he did it, it was like nowhere Cardona. near Halloween. I don't even know what the hell true. he was doing doing that. I liked it though. It was against Nick Gage, you know. That's why uh, something to do. I forgot what the, the song is. Funny though, it had something to do with hardcore wrestling and whatnot. But uh, anyway, you're gonna call definitely not Matt Cardona. Nope, you're gonna call Shotzi and Scarlett. <laughs> yeah, two sexy Ghostbusters. Hey, these are the female Ghostbusters I'd like to see. Let me tell you, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, so they intro the show, little cool outfits and everything, uh, and then they have this live band again. The band is called New Year's Day, and they're playing a song, a different song than last time. Uh, for while they do the recap package uh, for the previous week. And then we start off with um, uh, the Creed Brothers that we were talking about earlier versus the Lotharios uh, for Tables, Ladders, and Scares. Ooh, and it's scary as Jimmy's disappeared. Some would say Jimmy T doesn't exist, actually, because he's from Australia, which may or may not be a real country or continent. Um, but uh, I think he's having some technical difficulties. Um yeah, so it's Creed's Tables, Ladders, and Scares. So I'm sure you can imagine this is uh, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. And so immediately we just start off the show, and what we're doing here is voluntary furniture bumps, basically. That's what this is. You have four guys setting up furniture and then finding various ways to crash through bodies through it. I mean, that's what I call wrestling, right? Um, I don't know. I This would almost... I could almost forgive this kind of thing, but if you watch wrestling across the board, whether it's, you know, any of the other promotions, you're seeing at least, like, one match like this per week. It's... And Jimmy's back. I, I could hear everything you were saying. I don't know what was going on with my camera, but anyway, continue on bit. Okay, so the camera was off, um, but I was yeah I was so you know you heard what I was saying like you watch AEW so this is nothing new. This is just any Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday night where guys are just going through stuff. Like it's not it's not a match. 
It's like, it's your turn to crash off a ladder. It's your turn to go through a table. It's your turn to get slammed on the apron. It's your turn to like, and, and these fans are just like, they don't give a fuck. They're like, we want tables. Like, yeah. Okay. And Um, what makes this table different than the last 500 tables that you saw this year? Dude, not only that, I mean, they were crashing through the tables like something shocking. I mean, these guys have got to be banged up after this match. I mean, Julius Creed, was it was it him with the welts on the, on his back? From the from the Julius. latter spot? Was it Julius or yeah, I can't it was remember. Julius. It was Julius. Dude, his back was absolutely fucked by by the by the end of that match. And and what was up with uh the Gazas, were they uh, the Wolves suddenly? Is that what was going on with them? I was going to oh, call yeah. Humbota uh, like Eddie Edwards or it'd be <laughs> Eddie Carillo or something like that. I mean, what was up with the with the scratch marks? Well, you see, Jimmy, what had happened was they had a dream where their <laughs> grandfather came to them and scratched them on the titty uh, each and oh, uh see. some and, and now you know wwe has this technology where <laughs> they can see inside your dream they can right? yes they can actually see wow. inside your dream it's amazing technology they're not sharing it wow. with the rest of the world that's why you don't see it on anything else you only see it in <sighs> like movies and tv shows and live wrestling so no they can they show they saw the ghost of their grandfather in the dream and we could all see it we could all see what they're dreaming and luckily they also had a camera crew there just filming them sleeping so that when they woke up and checked their chest for grandpa scratches then the camera was right there to see it and then um conveniently that's when uh i think i don't remember which was which but the other guy came to and knocked on his door and told him about the crazy dream has had and that's when they showed each other the grandpa scratches <laughs> and now you know uh, so yeah. as i say all that out loud um do you see why wrestling's a joke and the ratings are in the shitter but, 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 but that's the thing why does wrestling have to be such a joke you know what i mean why does everyone continuously book this way i mean like i just don't understand why <laughs> the hardys <laughs> oh, well, yeah okay we can blame the hardies at this point yeah, it's it's their fault. <laughs> god yeah. damn it hardies yeah they think they really do think that they're on some sort of higher level of entertainment and they just shoot these miniature short films and that we're supposed to just go along with it you know well they're not next level entertainers actually vet just not. quietly <laughs> certainly not oh anyway there's there's that but uh that match look it was just a train wreck i felt bad for all of them when gaza went through the table on the outside where it literally just combusted it looked like the table exploded dude it was just i'm like damn man that must have hurt the 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 guy i I feel like yeah like you said it was spot after spot after spot it's just crash into this and crash into that and they were just killing themselves out there unnecessarily in my opinion anyway but nevertheless the match was a train wreck. It didn't really go for long. And it was, yeah, what can I say about it? It was, it was all right for what it was. If you're just watching it, you know, just for the hell of it, sure. You could say it was kind of a, a fun train wreck. 
but really this ain't pro wrestling but it is what it is yeah it sure ain't well anyway a doomsday brutus ball through the tables for the win creed brothers win uh there's really you know they repackaged these guys not the creeds but the other guys uh garza the, and Carrillo, and yep. they try to give them this this sort of a new look and a new focus and everything and they just lose there's really no heat here um doesn't help anybody whatever who cares um yeah well, probably a question are. popped up in the audience <laughs> Aaron Benchlomo says, Vet, from your experience as a wrestler, when do you think professional wrestling was replaced with joke wrestling? The hotties. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, you know It's always been around really, Vet, when you think back. Well, they've they've had they've always had comedy matches in wrestling, you know, even back in the day with the you know, in the circus days and stuff, where you had people wrestling bears or whatever. Um, where they'd advertise midgets on the card, which would always, you know, yeah. there was never a serious midget match, right? Like, there's no, you know. Um, remember Max Mini? Like I said, there's no serious. <laughs> no. Never going to see them do, uh, like, you know, like a like an Iron Man match or, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, bro. Can you imagine that? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. What about if, if, a little, if a little dude is, like, the shit he's such a great he, he's got he's bleeding with charisma i mean he's the best talker like on the mic just say hypothetically the best talker out there was a the midget <laughs> could, could he get over it? in wrestling yeah imagine that just imagine in wrestling and, and this thing, you know this, this little guy just destroys everyone because he's just oozing with charisma <laughs> I mean, if you got a charismatic guy who wants to be in wrestling, you can always find a spot for him. But it's the idea of making it make sense, you know. Uh, That's first all. of all, I just want to point out, Aaron. I said if he was good, I, I, I didn't say I'm talking about that had more charisma than anybody in wrestling right now. Literally, I mean, it'd be funny. Don't get me wrong, and he's just destroying everyone on the mic, whoever it is, he or she. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. So a lot of people are saying doink the clown, you know, too. Nah, like, I think what Frank said about with death matches, I, ha I think has a lot to do with it. Well, that definitely didn't help, but that was also something that wasn't supposed to be seen. I think with what we're yeah. seeing now and the preponderance of it, you could tie it back. To, like the reason it's as bad as it is right now is like no joke. It's partly because of that you know broken matt hardy stuff it's also because of pwg as a as a whole like the thing about pwg is though nobody was supposed to see that because it doesn't have like tv or it's no. not broadcast anywhere nobody. it was a thing where you like you had to be there right and then right. that's when they would do the invisible man shit and the hand grenade shit Ugh. and all this other shit that they do but of course when now everybody has like a 4k camera video camera in their pocket so this shit gets out now, you know, we see all this stuff and then people think that's funny and they just think that's what wrestling is. And now the AEW is a thing. So now people that were stars in PWG just keep showing up, you know, in other places yeah, and they, man. they take those bad habits there. So that doesn't help, but you know, res re wrestling has always been 
from the very beginning they've always had stupid shit in it but usually they would try to keep it separate you know you could say mexico has a lot to do with it too man if you think about it yeah but uh i don't know japan to a lesser extent sort of they do some ridiculous no, shit. no well no look japan has outlaw promotions but japanese wrestling like from the from the new japan all japan era from like the 70s 80s japan and 90s and stuff something else right yeah like that was presented like a real fucking sport to that to that country they weren't Absolutely. they weren't joking around with that shit. There, there was no joking around with that and then onita that guy that oh, big ray didn't, never heard of yeah then he starts doing this weird shit with like an electrified eel match or whatever bullshit they're doing <laughs> and then that is so outrageous that people start talking about it and it makes waves and tape traders watch these deathmatch things and then they think that's what that's supposed to be but even that like even those deathmatch things they weren't played for comedy necessarily no absolutely just, not Jeez. yeah so i don't i don't know man whatever wrestling's fucked who cares Shotzi and scarlet <laughs> are doing ouija uh Ooh. ouija ouija board um and then they get interrupted by the witches from smackdown so i guess they just hand off hosting smackdown. duties to them so now yeah, it's what, gonna be what was um, up with that that was weird dude what was the whole point of smackdown for that to happen then like didn't Shotzi win a match on smackdown to have the right to host night too yeah and then she just gave it up or whatever no that's, i mean she she, she kind of had the right anyway i think she just conceded it or whatever but they they so anyway isla dawn and alba fire come in and host it's great Ugh. um uh next is um let's see mackenzie wants tiffany stratton to admit that fallon's tiffany stratton impression was pretty good and <laughs> tiffany stratton does not admit that surprising no one <laughs> did um, you think it was a good impersonation yeah it was actually the best thing that fallon henley's ever done on television <laughs> i've seen her on the on the next level um yeah next level the their show the other show the level one that's up. just below or level up sorry yeah that's right not the next level close enough but um yeah i've seen her not that i watch the show every week or anything but sometimes if i have the wb network on in the background it will just start playing and i've noticed mm. she's on there a lot but now she's has she been on the main nxt show for quite a while now recently at all vet or is she just coming up now fallon henley's been on there for a years now really she's I like the manager it. she's the manager of the country duo of briggs and uh jensen are they even still a thing i haven't seen them in a long time yeah they're usually hanging out in the nxt kitchen area <laughs> of course <laughs> jeez um yeah so speaking of kitchens joe gacy uh yeah he does a little promo with music underneath <laughs> so he lost his cult uh the grizzle young veterans quit the Rock's daughter doesn't want anything to do with him. Or actually, he kicked her to the curb in storyline. <laughs> she's traumatized uh, now. <laughs> yeah, she's traumatized. Who knows what she's going to do? I guess she's waiting for a repackaging. Um, 
But in the meantime, we get this, you know, just another another creepy wrestling cult guy without a cult, but he's done bad things, but whatever. I, what, I, what is he even talking about? What What is this going to be? Dude, you put on trunks and you have wrestling matches. There's no, <laughs> you're not going to exactly. do, what? what is, what is this? That's what I'm saying. Like, I have no idea, but you know what, man? He comes across as a poor man's Bray Wyatt, first of all, in my opinion. And he yeah. looks like a geek playing this role. I, I just, I, he's not believable for me. He just doesn't do it for me. He truly looks like an emo kid that got into wrestling. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, and I don't like it, man. Like, stop trying to, and he's trying, is it just me, Vet, but is he trying a little too hard to conjure Bray Wyatt here, man? I, I don't know. I guess you could see it, but he doesn't, you know. But he's bad. Bray, Bray Wyatt that, is Bray. Bray Wyatt is too obvious a character to imitate. Like Gee. you would have to do very specific things for people to think of that. Um I I didn't really get that from this, but it it's I don't know. It's just it's just a trope that people overuse too much, you know. Whether it, it doesn't matter. What it's it's that it's that creepy guy that just knows a little bit more than you, man. It's kind of like the the righteous over in uh, AEW or Ring of Honor or the wherever righteous. they are, and just any any one of these like yeah, they're they're all the same. There's there's nothing special about this. Someone someone in the chat defend this. Well, like Liz says, I know in the Liz. Chat, hates I want to yank. It, but, I mean, yeah. I yeah, felt like, the same way. Can anybody defend Joe Gacy? You know, I, I don't, I don't, no offense to the guy. Like, keep working hard and do what you do and make your money. But I'm just saying, from an entertaining me standpoint, yeah, that makes two of us, man. And okay. I, and most of the chat seems to agree. So, yeah, okay. I, I, fuck Gacy. I can't stand him. Yeah. Um, Oh, and I and I would say this too. I I would just like to put a capper on it, right? So the thing about this is, if you like, if you aren't like, I don't feel that Joe Gacy's promos are very good. Um, Jeez. and not a, he definitely he definitely it. has he definitely has a bad body, right? <laughs> so if your promos aren't good, and you have a bad body then you you would think like well he's got to be one hell of a worker right you think maybe he should start going to bang, me bang from now on <laughs> to me he's not i i can see that a lot of people like him and a lot of people think he's a nice guy and he's a good guy and they say he's so good in what? the ring i'm sure he's good enough in the ring but like he's not so good that you don't notice those other things right right like if you, you, so you if you're a hell of yeah. a talker and you're just like pretty good in the ring like la Knight or somebody you know like that you could get by um right possibly, and he's obviously sure. in great shape too so that helps if la Knight was exactly the same and he looked like joe gacy <laughs> do you think yeah <laughs> do you think that would be enough do you think his little catchphrase <laughs> and stuff would be enough to get him over no no chance no, no some chance. of it is that superstar shredded jacked look some of it is that swagger some of it is that you know what i mean but if he was exactly the same but he just looked and he just looked and wrestled like joe gacy 
that's not good enough, right? So, nah, nah. Definitely nah, nah. Not. And that is not an insult. That is just a fact of life. Okay, so nice, uh, Dragonoff nice. jumps rope. Dragonoff jumps rope. You like his jumping rope? Uh, I guess. I mean, what's up with that? I mean, he's, I mean, he does look like a fitness freak. I won't lie. But come on. Okay. That's what he does. Uh, so next is supposed to be Fallon Henley versus Tiffany Stratton. Uh, but wow. Tiffany jump starts the match in the entrance and there is no match because it never happens. And the announcers are just like, oh, well, no match. Anyways, uh, let's go to metaphor. <laughs> like, yeah, who cares, right? Who cares? I mean, they don't care. What should we? And do you feel like with Tiffany Stratton, they built her up against Becky Lynch, man. Becky even made it look like a million bucks, you know, in that in that hardcore match that they had. Was it the last PLE for NXT, whatever it was? Um, but now, like, after all that, you build her up, and now I feel like they've cooled her off a little bit, or they're cooling her off. And I don't know, man. That's how I feel anyway. That's just me, though. Mm. You're talking about... Wait, you're talking, I'm sorry. Tiffany, you're talking about Tiffany, Stratton, Tiffany Stratton. Or Tiffany, no. Tiffany Fallon. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, she's definitely... Something happened here. I'm not sure exactly what. Um, so you think that too? You think something's up? Yeah, I, I do. I, I There was a period where she wasn't doing that well. True. But then they went I with agree. her and she, was, she picked it up a little bit. She picked it up out of the blue, dude, because I thought she sucked initially. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, she's kind of been up and down. So I don't know if she's got issues with nagging injuries or if it's emotional something, something we don't know about. I'm not really sure, but. No, interesting. Uh, yeah, not always like, you know. Oh, um, that's interesting because I feel the same way. I feel like something's up. You don't just build her up or, you know, with Becky Lynch and all that. It made it look like a million bucks and whatnot. Just for her to be back here now suddenly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, no, you weird. Yeah, who knows? But uh whatever. They just they just have her beat up Fallon Henley here. No problem. No problem. Um yeah, and then we do the, the our first vignette of the Scooby Doo and the Oh and my the, fucking god. Yeah, do you have any Ugh. do you have any comments on this, Jimmy? Uh Shaggy. I, look, I can't stand Noam Dar already, right? He but I'll give him this. He was the he was the star of, of these stupid vignettes. Mm -hmm. But this was silly shit, bro. This is beyond wrestle crap. Yep. And seriously, um, you're going to dress up. How are you going to take a wrestler seriously that dresses up like Scooby-Doo? I mean, well, it's, you know, I mean, if it was like a one-time deal for Halloween, just the fact that they're on. dressed up like that. But, yeah, but that's not what this is. This is like a full... It's like a short Cinematic. film. It's right, a movie. Yeah, sure. They made they 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 made their little movie with their little music and their <laughs> special effects and all this shit. Like Tozawa. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is just silly shit, man. Whatever. Cool, I guess. Yep. I mean, what do you say to this crap? Well, if I didn't do a review show, I'd say click, but. <laughs> Wow, yeah, this is just crap, man. This is just and I, I pretty much, shit. I, I pretty much like all the people here. 
Right. Like I, I do like No Amdar. Yeah. I do like uh um Lash Legend and um Lash Legend, sure, absolutely. Um yeah, who uh what's what's her name? Um I'm sorry, uh, now I'm drawing got the blank. other one's name. I'll I'll find out in a moment. Is Oro Mensa is oh, the yeah, other Mensa guy? He's there, like yeah. the guy I really don't care about, but even he's Daphne, like Daphne. Okay. Daphne. It was Daphne. Daphne's the, yeah. Daphne's the Scooby Doo character. Oh no, Jakara Jackson. Jakara Jackson. Jackson. That's Daphne, right, that's right. right. Um yeah, Jakar Jackson's pretty new, but she's been decent so far, so a lot of potential there, but this is just, you know, this is just what somebody at WWE likes doing these things. Like they have fun with this. It's clear they put a lot of work into it and have a lot of fun with it. Uh and since it's Halloween Havoc and it's a Halloween themed show and you're just goofing off, I'm not gonna beat it up too much, but I'm also not gonna like go in depth on a recap of it if you want to watch this shit watch it yourself you know <laughs> please so. don't yeah please don't get into a recap there's no point of recapping that that's for sure yeah all right well what about this nathan fraser versus dirty dominic mysterio for the north american <laughs> championship you know what it was a quick match right but i actually didn't mind it for a, it was like a little quickie but a decent quickie i mean I don't mind Dom in this in NXT, man. And I like the fact that Mummy keeps following him around too, even in NXT. But yeah, I, I didn't mind this match, dude. Dom retains. But um, do you want Dom to be your North American champion if he's mainly a main roster dude? I don't know. Do you think that it really... Do you think that it really matters if it... If he like takes that championship onto Raw or SmackDown or wherever, and does that bring visibility? Is anybody watching Raw and SmackDown and they say, "What is that belt that Dominic Mysterio has?" Oh, that's an yeah. NXT belt. Oh, now I want to watch NXT. Does that happen or no? no nobody's nothing. doing that. It does nothing. I mean, if it did, you'd see the numbers up, right? Hmm. Mm -hmm. it seems like it's doing nothing maybe if you had the north Amer now i'm just throwing it out there i'm not saying it should be the case but if you put the north american championship on someone say like a seth rollins for example right would that give it a bit more you know eyes on the show no it'll drag seth rollins down is what it looks like yeah you're probably right that's true i mean so, it yeah, already looks it point. already looks like that because he's 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 walking around <laughs> Yeah, he's walking around with the con the consolation belt, right? <laughs> well, and you know what's fucking what's messed up about that? It was WB telling you that it's a consolation belt, essentially. Do you know what I mean? Which is bad. They've already built that belt. I know they're trying so hard, but to me, you you killed it from the day they announced it, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, anyway, um, so you liked the match. You thought it was... I didn't mind it. It was short and sweet, man. It, it got to the point, and that was that. Yeah. Well, uh, some shenanigans happened, and Dominic hit the frog splash, so sorry, no new champion here, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, did anyone know, but... think there was going to be a new champion? Let's be honest. I don't know. I think that's actually a good question, but the, the thing is, Dominic is always has the threat of losing it because he's not that good, you know? Like he's the guy that's always has all the protection around him. So you feel like anybody is a threat to beat him at any time, right? Which gets him heat at, at, at one time. And I don't know if this, 
helps or hurts Nathan Fraser, really. I don't know. I don't know what Nathan Fraser's general consensus is in the eyes of the fans. So. He's just bland, dude. He's got really. Does he really have a personality? He was trained by Seth Rollins, I think, right? Yeah, you could tell. <laughs> you can actually, but um, no, look, I don't mind him, but there's nothing really to be behind him about. Like, as in, who is he? What is he? He's just a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, he's got no personality. Well, he's the he he wants to be the fastest wrestler. If you notice, everything he does is like really fast. <laughs> is it really even in, there, even to the point, Jimmy, where you probably haven't seen this, but like he'll be backstage and then Mackenzie will be interviewing him, and then they'll play <laughs> his music whoosh. and he'll be like, "Yeah, I, he'll be like, that's my music," and then he's like, "Whoosh!" Just saves the of, hurricane, kind of, or more <laughs> like, but he's even dressed like the Flash before, like with the red and the red and gold. I think I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, I think I've seen. Well, you know what will pop me if he comes out as the hurricane. And then you have a situation with the two doinks. Remember back in WrestleMania 9? Mm. And they're both pointing at each other, doing the Spider-Man. It'd be like <laughs> the meme. Shane Helms <laughs> Stand is back. there. Yeah, He's there. I mean, come we on. can do it. You can thank us later, actually. Sugar Shane Helms. Remember that? <laughs> Three count. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, do you remember Wesley? Because he came out and do. he... Uh, he attacked Dominic after this. He did. And I guess he wants his North American Championship back. And I guess that's what they will do. He'll beat Dominic when they do face off, I think. Think so? Do you think he should be fired 100%. for attacking Dominic and punching him? He should. He should be fired, but unfortunately, he won't be. Okay. Um. All right. So next we have... Uh, Andre Chase and Reptilian Britt Baker. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're having a little chat. And then the uh, the Tony D'Angelo family comes in and they make hey, some. Hey, what's uh, these? Yeah, hey. <laughs> they make some ominous suggestions. And then uh, the witches come in dressed like Harley and uh, Ivy. <sighs> so uh, there you go. A little more in the Halloween spirit. Um, Oh man, Chase, you is it just me, or are they way too chill when they're talking, dude? When they're doing that backstage stuff, they talk kind of like this, man. They, mm. They're very on the low. They're not really putting any emphasis in their voice. They're too quiet, man. Speak the fuck up. Hudson is way too chill. You know what I mean? He's too. He's gonna sound funny coming from an Australian, but he's too Australian for my liking, dude. Do you know what I mean? It kind of uh, annoys me. In a way, he's like, yeah, nah, it's all good, mate. It's, uh, you know, he kind of talks like that. It, speak up, man. <laughs> Put some oomph in your voice. Like, do something. Even Chase, he seems too laid back with the way he delivers certain promos, except for when he's doing his university stuff. But I don't know. That's just me. Um, I think Andre Chase stays quiet until the moment when he has an outburst. So that makes it more... Right. Well, exactly. uh, a greater contrast, right? Yeah, like exactly. I was, I didn't even see this comment, but yes, just like that. <laughs> like Chase has to get fired up first and, and lose his temper, you know? <laughs> he fruit booty, Jim. <laughs> I like that. Uh, He's definitely um, fruit booty. So, yeah. All right. Um, then after this, Mystery Ink looks for the cup some more. <laughs> God. Sorry, Mike. I'm not going to review it. Just. <laughs> 
Trust me, I'm doing you a favor by not talking about uh, it. It's bad. Uh, now, here we have, next is Robert Stone versus um, Brom Breaker. First of all, I'm impressed that uh, the former Robbie E has still got a job in WWE. I mean, seriously. I mean, He's surviving. He's surviving. I don't know how. But anyway, why? What was the point of this? And we had a little surprise. Yeah, well, this, uh... we we know the point of this. The point of this is that Robert Stone got so mad at Braun that he challenged him to a match and immediately regretted it, but he had to go through with it. He had to stand up for his friend and be a man. Right. I guess he was. Good on him. But um, yeah. Yep. Whatever. And then I was like, well, everybody else has beat Braun in this company, so how are they going to get Robert Stone <laughs> to do it? He's the only one left. Uh, but actually, no, he didn't beat him. He just he hit him a couple times, but Braun killed him. So this is exactly Thank how God. it should have went. But, uh, you know, hey, at least, you know, at least Braun finally got a win. All it took was for that to be a manager that never wrestles, and Braun Breaker can win a match. It's very exciting. He can't beat anybody else on this roster. But he can beat the manager that never wrestles, so that's good. And then he tries to give him the same uh, treatment that uh, he gave Von Wagner, that put him in the hospital in the first place and on the road to recovery. Ugh. But we get some music, right? And Von Wagner oh, comes out and he saves his friend. Dude, he's still bandaged up for crying out loud, looking looking like a conehead. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> me, man! Like. That straight away the second he walked out, I was like, nah, I'm done. Like they 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 ruined his his return, bro. It's been two months, has it not? Yep. People thought he was dead practically. Like, no shit. People thought that was a shoot with what happened to him, right? I remember when Twitter what, Paul Wagner? Yeah. You know when when Brum yeah. used it? Yeah. People they thought, they thought it was a shoot and he died. I kid you not. Well, not that he died, but like oh. he legitimately done damage, like okay. to him. When really he never touched him with the steps. You know, all those videos came out showing that he didn't even touch him really. But um, yeah, this they've killed Von Wagner's return already, dude. Uh, I'm sorry, but the way he came out looking like a conehead, all bandaged up and shit, like he just woke up from a coma. Come on, man. And he made it just in time for the end of the match. Yeah. He, he he he's not that whack that he doesn't know the times i mean come right on. <laughs> he knew he knew what time that the match would go on too like he already knew the card <laughs> so he must have been there and watched Shawn michaels put it together and been like oh i see robert's going on 100%. at this time to defend my honor so i'll be sure to be available with my head bandage just in case <sighs> i need just in case Braun gets a little bit out of control oh boy why oh why did they do that I mean, seriously, but cool, I guess. Cool. This is typical Shawn Michaels, man, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, think about it. That goofy shit with the bandage after two months. Did you remember it was two months ago? I mean, that's another thing. Um, that is just something Shawn Michaels, it, uh, to me, it feels like he's ribbing everybody by doing shit like that. I don't know, man. Sometimes I feel as if their egos, they don't want today's era to be better than their era. Sometimes I think like that. You know what I mean? That's a really interesting point, Jimmy. And even though it I mean, sounds conspiratorial and crazy, <laughs> well, it's believable. 
sad but true that's i mean that's that's what makes me think sometimes like could it be truly their egos but i don't know man whatever yeah it, it, it could uh because there's so much stuff on nxt where i'm like you know the Shawn michaels i thought i knew should know better <laughs> than that and you should be nice. telling well, them hey don't do that and they keep doing it so yeah i don't know i don't know yeah fucking bullshit know. bro well hopefully if that's the case uh they get over that shit because uh <laughs> it's not helping well it's not helping and you couldn't put it past me either bit that's the weird thing but anyway right yeah he's only one of the best to ever do it you think you know a little more about wrestling <laughs> anyway do. lyra valkyria gets a nice little package here she's the champ so there you go um okay and then <laughs> okay all right next is the uh out the mud and scripts uh little vignette here <laughs> oh, uh so uh scripts is all gangster now is that his uh street name supposedly that's where scripts comes from yes so yes. i'm supposed to believe this reggie who used to flip around like a fucking clown suddenly he's a hard motherfucker from the street he's straight out of the mud now is that is that what's going yeah, on yeah he was just playing that clown for you jimmy <laughs> oh i see i see it was for you well now he's a hitter bro He's, he's even more of a hitter than uh, Eddie Kingston, even. here. Here's what was funny <laughs> to me about this. Besides the fact that this was clearly written by... You know what? Never mind. I'm just going to say whoever wrote this owes everyone an apology. I know what you're going to say. But, I know exactly what you're going to say. But there was a funny thing that, that he... The way he told the story where he said, I you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, I bet you thought I was going around and 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 sipping wine all my life and all this other stuff right and 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 flipping right he said and then i met these men and i was like wait a minute wait no 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 you're skipping the part where you dressed up like like a super villain like like a like a, a stanley era comic book super villain what and, happened to that and did like voice voice change voice changed poetry and vandalized the performance center you, that you, you did not meet these men before you did that so you're you're conveniently skipping over a portion of this timeline here buddy don't try to make us forget about the original scripts okay <laughs> and you know and you then can i so met tell. these men yeah <laughs> you know what's sad about this man is the stereotypes that that and why this is booked the way it is and like you were going to say it feels like a certain uh anyway yeah i probably shouldn't even go there but it's true what you're thinking is it's so true and it's stupid at the same time and it felt like he was just sitting in the corner and be like oh no you're a black man let's just put him with uh out of the mud like there i said it i mean it's that's what bothers me about this company a lot of the times but it is what it is yeah I don't know. It's weird. The whole thing's kind of weird. Um, it is supposedly, weird. Supposedly, supposedly this, you know, like he did, he did grow up in the streets and everything, and he then he got the Cirque du Soleil job or whatever. But <laughs> he would have been slapped on the streets. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I, I don't just he. I'm just I, you know, 
just because he grew up on the streets, it doesn't necessarily mean he was tough on the streets. He, exactly. he could have been tough. There's there's different kinds of tough, right? You know, like tough to survive is maybe different than tough kicking everybody's ass. So, you know, toughness comes in different forms, but you should have, you know. I mean. It, that That just goes to show you. It's like, well, here's a guy with this background and he gets up to WWE and they're like, We'll have him be a Somalia. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just not whatever, man. Hey, do, do your best. The the out the mud, the tag team, they're pretty good. There's some there's some stuff there that, that we that that we can do. And uh it's even the you know, even this Reggie script stuff is like, okay. I don't mind deliver a well though. But it's least. just too bad it well, no, he didn't. But it's just oh. too bad that it's just too bad that we've already seen him be two other stupid things before we got to this point, right? Rest, wrestling fans problem. don't all have short memories. So Right. And that's extremely short. And Todd the Comic King says this promo insulted me as a black man and as a wrestling fan. <laughs> I love his oh. comments, man. He, he he's the comment it. king. Tom he Bradley's is a comment king. king. And Frank's pickle barrel's ass says gangsters the go-to for all black wrestlers. I guess. Yeah, I guess or, all he ain't the, wrong. or all the or all the white producers telling them what to do. Exactly. That's exactly what was going through my head. That's why I knew exactly what you're thinking, but you mm -hmm. just called it. So it's true. It's like some white dude just yeah, like I said earlier, but. That's WWE for you, man. It is what it is. But I didn't mind Reggie scripts, whatever you want to call him. It was funny. I laughed at the promo, but he was dead serious. He was trying to be dead serious. Right. For what it was, fine. It was okay. But uh, I don't mind out the mud. Hopefully, Reggie can pull something out of a hat with these two because... Pull something out the mud? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> straight out the mud well best best of luck to those guys let's let's hope they get better material than this in the future we'll we'll oh, just this. give this one we'll we'll let this one slide and we'll we'll <laughs> we'll give them like maybe one or two more strikes before we count them out <laughs> Wait, uh, are you saying they could be covered in mud by the time they, they're done with them yeah yeah I, <laughs> I, yeah uh so anyway next is uh let's call this tag team rbbff uh versus chelsea and uh piper for oh, the boy. wwe women's tag team championships <sighs> and this was funny because the baby faces i guess the baby faces which is thea and jc come out and they do their full entrance and then yeah. the heels come out and they get jumped in the entrance by the baby faces that were already in the ring. This is it's great. Bizarre. It's I bizarre, love it. dude. Yeah. <laughs> We've never this seen that before. AEW once again, man. Is that are they really watching AEW thinking this just do the same shit? Because like you said earlier, there's a lot of shit here that's very AEW. Even on the main roster, I've noticed some shit lately that's very AEW-esque. That worries me, Vet. We should all be worried. We should all be oh, very, geez. very worried. Should be afraid for sure, man. Definitely. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so like just watching this, Thea Hale is extremely funny. Like when she's, <laughs> whenever she's trying to do whatever JC's doing, like she's trying to be cool or whatever, like and trying to dance 
or any of these other stuff or just stuff you see her doing off to the side it's not even like the camera's not focusing on it she's just doing it so you have to pay attention to thea in these kind of matches because you'll see a lot of funny stuff that she does i like um, thea dude <laughs> i actually do i think she's pretty cool man yeah very funny um you know they have their match not you know it was shit. it's okay it it's was all right it's okay yeah i mean most of these women know what they're doing i would actually say jc's the worst one um jc man she didn't yeah. mess anything up this time that i could well, see they she didn't have a chance to to be fair <laughs> right well she did make a full comeback on a hot True. tag so i guess yeah. i mean how long did this match go for two minutes flat i don't know but you know they're doing this thing lately where a match will start and then go to break immediately i hate that's that, happened dude. on smackdown that's happened yeah. on nxt it happens on raw they just you know they just go right to that break as soon as the bell rings it's almost like we're ringing that bell and we'll be right back and you won't you won't miss a second in picture in picture it's like dude what what is what is the strategy can somebody tell me what the strategy is of starting a match and going to break in 30 seconds like what <laughs> I mean, what would yeah, be the well, what would be the reasoning that you would format your show like that i was gonna ask you the same thing what would be the reasoning behind that and there's no reason not that you can think of i mean unless it's something to do with the with the advertisers but even that still doesn't make sense yeah yeah well like uh mike martin says if you're producing a good show your match shouldn't go through the break unless it's a good hook true if you're planning to have a long match and you need a commercial break or two that makes sense if you're not having that long of a match i don't get what the i don't get why you would stick a break in it and i certainly don't understand why you would you know what i mean like the when you're watching the nfl do the do the team get the ball and then they take one snap and go to commercial no yeah it's true that that'd be the equivalent of that like it, don't worry we'll have picture in picture the next three plays yeah just whatever <sighs> anyway know, so uh andre chase uh is stopping jc from using the championship as a weapon um and then she turns around and chelsea hits the unprettier and beats her and the uh <laughs> the witches uh laugh from the crow's nest i because they said the titles were cursed and i guess they are but i mean if the titles are cursed then how does that affect the champions who retain <laughs> well that's another story the I curse mean, of retaining the championship <laughs> <laughs> you have to carry these through the airport for another week like mm. i don't know yeah i mean the accent uh vet is very annoying <laughs> you don't like it not on a not on girls man it suits males does not suit chicks sounding like want, a you Scottish. don't want you don't want every you don't want every woman <laughs> to sound like fat bastard Ooh. or shrek <laughs> no please vet no really it's it's too it's too strong man for a chick it just sounds off the english accent i don't mind on a female the Scottish one is just to roll your R's. Too much of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. They can't help it. Yeah. 
They can't help it. That's true. That's true. Here's something you could have helped. Uh, Mackenzie is with Lexus King. (laughs) Well, what can you say? I mean, they could have helped, but they didn't. I mean. (laughs) Good Lord. What a bunch of of nothing this was. Like, this is. Yeah. Was this is. Should we just move on to the next one? I don't want to. We should. We should. I don't want no, to insult no, we the should. kid. <laughs> we should I like him. There. I don't want to insult him. Let's um, not. Yeah. Um, all right. The finals of the breakout tournament for the women. Mm-hmm. It's Kalani Jordan versus Lola Vice. Now, Jimmy, I don't know how closely you follow these women, but <laughs> um, who did you think, just looking at the entrances, who did you think was going to win this? Lola Vice, easily. Easy, what gave it away? Am I well? Just, I mean, <laughs> Lola Vice right now is is not only is she hot. I mean, she's hot in general. I, I I love how she uh she's always dancing. Maybe she dances a little too much, but still keep dancing, girl. Keep doing your thing. But you could tell, man. W. I mean, NXT, whatever you want to call it. You could tell they were pushing it, dude. They were pushing it for something big. And uh, here she is. She wins. Yep. Uh, yeah, the crowd The crowd has been behind Lola Vice since day one, and she's been a heel since day one. So the crowd is definitely wait, wait, like, we're not... Go- yeah, we're not... Yes. That's the... What? Exactly. See? See? What? You thought. <laughs> no. Yeah. She's a heel, bro. Kalani Jordan is the cute white meat baby face, like, <laughs> aw shucks, gee golly, I'm going to do my best and lola vice is just the sassy you know spicy heel and she kicks the shit out of people and she's not a heel bro chat chat come on back me up back (laughs) me up chat you've been watching well if she's supposed to be a heel she's doing a damn damn level well it's it's been a damn she's doing a bad 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 job of being a heel dude She's not even playing up as a heel. Well, I'm just saying, like, regardless. I mean, does she really come across as a heel? If you didn't like, I haven't watched all her fucking matches. I've been seeing her recently, and I like what I see, but I'm telling you, you could have fooled me, dude. I mean, she's not she's not necessarily doing anything heelish, but that may have been because of the reaction she's got from the beginning. Maybe. They decided not to lean into anything, but she's just... <laughs> <laughs> she's a heel hoochie mama she's a baby face in my <laughs> eyes pal she's a hot heel lola's the spicy latina heel with carmen san diego jimmy the vet never wrong well that's not true heels ain't supposed to look as balls hot as lola and electra uh, i mean oh man these are the comments yeah you know. no i'm i'm not saying carmen san diego <laughs> yeah we, well i have to take credit for that one she used to wear a big hat but um <laughs> the uh yeah it's the thing it's i'm not necessarily saying she's doing a good job of being a heel but like she's not that's definitely where they positioned her like they thought it's it's another case of wwe miscasting their their roles like but maybe people wouldn't have liked her if they tried to make her like the the aw shucks baby face like kalani jordan is maybe they maybe they only like her because she's a little mean-spirited she dances and you know she's she a typical latina man yeah 
Right. Yeah. I, I like it. I, she's got a good... Her energy is very... Um, how do I put it? Like, I like her energy, man, and what she brings. You know what I mean? But really, for now, from what I see, she's just a dancing girl, Latina girl for now. But she's got something. I mean, I love the fact that even when she's in a bit of a grueling match, and I won't, and I put, I use that term lightly, she's still dancing, bro. She's still, so she's still dancing. Five minute match. Yeah, a grueling five minute match. But she, she looks that's like a, tired. She that's another fighting. thing. That's another thing that was great that Thea Hale did when they had to wrestle, and she's doing her dance, and Thea's over there like in the other corner like jiggling it's very funny um <laughs> you could say that here's actually, what i here's TJ, what i uh, tg what hey here's <laughs> here's what i wonder how does lola vice have so much like skin exposed and still so covered up at the same time good question that's actually like do you notice how like that. like she's no she's, you're right you could see like the sides of her legs and you know her ass is you know like there is? but it's not like sticking out but it's there but some it's covered up and and sticking out at the same time i think it's a chest man because she doesn't have such big breasts sort of thing right well, i'm just it's talking about the whole outfit a, though like yeah but like i think it's that that kind of makes her seem like she's covered up in some ways but in saying that a lot of women wrestlers do wear and it's not this but i'm just saying then they wear sort of clear, um, like, uh, oh my God, man, I've gone blank again. God, what are the fuck stockings, like clear stockings mm -hmm. sort of thing instead of being just bare-legged? Because usually they're not really bare-legged per se. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. It's some kind of magic wardrobe stuff. But uh, so, uh, yeah, um, you know, as for the match, uh, it's another typical Okay, so this time uh, Lola got heat on the leg uh, until Kalani had to make her entirely leg-related comeback. So <laughs> it's like, I was like, was are you sure Kalani Jordan isn't a Seth Rollins student too? Is she from the <laughs> Seth Rollins school of, you can do anything to, you know, to my leg as long as I grab my knee, it's okay, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can do i can do moonsaults and flips and jump off of stuff all i want as long as i hit the ground and clutch my knee in pain then it's okay you know john <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyway uh electra lopez uh caused a distraction when jordan's climbing up jordan's climbing up to hit her split-legged moonsault which is her finisher uh shouts to rvd and then uh she kicks she kicks carmen san diego off the apron and then she misses the moonsault, and then Lola gives her the old three, 360 degree foot slap for the <laughs> one, two, three. And Lola Vice is your breakout a women's tournament champion. And, and and well deserved, in my opinion. But in saying that, come San Diego, wasn't this wasn't there a lot of hype on uh, on Lopez when she first debuted, man? So she was with um it, it basically they just moved up the LWO and left her behind yeah, and put I in Selena. Right. Yeah, true. But I, I think Lopez would have been better in that role, technically. Probably. So what is the what are the politics behind that? Good point. We don't know. Sure. I don't I'm not I don't mean to imply that I know, but clearly there's something going on there. 
I mean, you have, it, I mean, it always be... is weird when you just have a whole group, but then just, oh, not, not you, Electra Lopez. You, you don't, you know, like, you know not you. Great? We don't need you. Yeah, exactly. Now you're right. But you know who would really suit that role? I mean, imagine Selena De La Renta, Ooh. you know, being in that role. Tell me, and I've always felt like, I felt that, like that, that woman is so talented but doesn't get a look in on any of the main sort of promotions, which is odd. Now, I don't know if it's her background or, you know, what she gets up to, if you know what yeah, I mean. Not so much but, background, but, you know, cur <laughs> current ground. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, they're pretty revealing if, if you don't know. Could it be that? Because I feel like she's got so much talent and she's being wasted in MLW. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, I... She stands out in a place like MLW for sure. Definitely, but one hundred percent. I yeah. If it, let me just tell you, Selena's on my list. Okay, if, if I have me a list too. of people that I would hire, she's definitely on my list. She'd have a job in my company. Me That's too, all I'm man. Say. I've always been a huge fan of hers, man. I've always just wondered, like, how has either one of these companies not brought her in? Is she's two women? For these for these promotions, could it be that? Yep. It is what it is. Could be. Could be. Um and they don't want you know, they they also don't want to get somebody in there that can outshine people. She you realize how many a lot of people for dude, sure. how many people in the WWE right now, Selena De La Renta would eat alive on the microphone? Oh, don't get me started, bro. It's the same 100. thing. It's the same thing I was saying about like why they you know, like Brad Armstrong, they don't want, right. They, they need somebody to make the stars look good. They don't want somebody outshining the stars. Right. So 100. that's why you and get that's... this role, this role down here, you be the good little hand and then make all of our shitty wrestlers look good. You know, that's the same thing. She wouldn't, she doesn't really wrestle anymore because of her injuries that she sustained. So she doesn't compete in the ring very much anymore. So then they just be bringing in another person to talk on the mic and pay all that money, and they don't want to do that too. <laughs> Even so. if she can't wrestle anymore, yeah, exactly, right? You bring her in as a valet, a valet that can definitely talk. And sure, she might outshine a lot of peeps, but man, think about this. Imagine Andrade have being paired with her originally. I think that would have been money if them two, if she was the mouthpiece for Andrade. I mean, that would have been a thing. But unfortunately, Bro, any yeah, of them, any, any of them sure or just a gm just have her be a gm you imagine oh, awesome. <laughs> instead of okay look with all due respect to adam pierce would you rather see a promo between adam pierce and nick aldis or selena and nick aldis honestly yeah i would go for selena i'm not kidding right no shit but no let's That's... let's just have just you know milk toast old adam pierce out here with his no charisma <laughs> Like, let's just do that. So I, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's, it's not an either or situation. I'm sure everybody's got their own things going on. <laughs> For sure. Uh, wrong guy, wrong guy, Frank. <laughs> That's that <laughs> she was she with Mil Muertas? Um, I think he's thinking I'm pretty of, sure uh, she was in, in I, thought, I thought that was, uh, uh, what's her name? I thought it was Selena too. I could be wrong. Maybe we're wrong. I mean, I'm Maybe not sure, but did. I, maybe maybe by the way she should be in one of the major companies no doubt about it yeah all right um back to the haunted mansion uh tozawa wants a cup match and uh 
I mean, that's all oh, you wanted. God. Uh, what, what can I say about this, dude? Again, uh, there's nothing for me to say, man, other than the cheeks are hot. That's it. Yeah. And, and, and Noam Dar got eaten by ghouls, I guess. So maybe he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't defend himself. He ran the off. He's, he's, he died. Being shaggy. <laughs> did, did he, he die? Literally, he might, maybe. Maybe he became a Scooby Snack. Ruh-roh. Yeah, yeah, Jaggy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! I, I, well, again, this is too much. Like you said, it was a little movie, and it just kept on going. Right. All right. So Mello and Ilya get ready for their match, and then the witches are backstage, and then they're talking about something before uh, Robert Stone and Von Wagner come through, yelling at each other, and. Wagner's saying he wants a match with Braun next week, and Stone's telling him that uh, he's not ready, and he's saying he is ready, and then Stone's like, no, you're not, and he's like, yes, I am, and then I know you are, he's like, fine, I'll get you a match. <laughs> God. So um, gonna well, he's going to lose. You already, they're already telling you he's going to lose because he's not ready, right? So uh, uh, is he going to come out all bandaged up again still? Yes. <laughs> For sure. Yes. The rib is still on, Jimmy. The rib is Uh, still on. They must have hated his old man. I mean, well, they were the Beverly Brothers, too, if you remember. (laughs) Yeah, well. All right, it's time for the main event. Woo! Nah. Yeah. God. This is the third match of the trilogy. Too fast. Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov 3. Can you believe we're already up to 3? I can't. Well, can I? Hasn't it been three in three weeks? It feels like vet, something like that. It's it could not be been have. Long. When was when was no mercy? Yeah, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, tops, tops, yeah. four weeks ago, easily. I mean, maybe we're getting a Benoit versus uh, Booker T. Actually, sorry, Pegasus Kid versus Booker T. Best out of seven match. That's a seven, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't put it past him. That that might actually happen. I'm telling you, dude. Don't don't put it past him. That's a real Survivor Series. I'm talking about for the viewer, that is. <laughs> well, these guys do a lot to each other. As if to prove that point, they're basically starting this match with German suplexes. Like, you know how they've been going to the break 30 seconds in? Well, don't worry. There was several German suplexes before they went to the break. <laughs> they, they, like, they, do, they do a bunch of strike exchanging and German suplexes and a double down before we even get... It was hundred miles an hour event. It would. This would be. This would be go. the. This would normally be the spot where they get about 17, 18 minutes in and do this, <laughs> and they they start with it. So, uh, yeah, it should have been over right then and there. But no, I mean maybe look. I, I like both these guys, right? I know you're not the biggest fan of Mello, but but when it comes to uh, Ilya Dragunov, is he too snug? You know, for, for this company, it depends. Some people like it, some people don't. So, it depends on what the majority of people. Are. There's going to be people that that watch him and say, "I don't want to get in there with him." And then there will be other people that, yeah. And then there will be people that are like, you know, yeah, that's the kind of match I like to have. So, it, it depends. It's person to person. So. So, well, yeah, there are wrestlers that do like it snug. Like, I guess Seamus is one of those guys, for example. Yeah, Seamus would 
definitely be into it. Although I yeah, think I'd... he really likes being on the the giving end, <laughs> right? Know, absolutely, so. as you would for sure. No, yeah. no doubt about it. Hundred percent. That and that's his problem. As good as Ilya is, right? And sure, you could say he can't really work properly in the ring per se, but. I think once he gets on the main roster, he's just going to be viewed out as just way too small, man. Do you know what I mean? If he even gets to the main roster, I can see him being... He's already a mainstay in NXT already way too long. I mean, do you think he ever will even sort of debut on the main roster? Yeah, of course he will. Okay, we'll see. And it's not too far away, probably. I hope but so. But he, he doesn't... Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't project small. That's the thing. He no, he doesn't. Feels, You're right. He feels much bigger than he looks. You're right. Uh, I'll I'll give you that. That's a hundred percent. It's because of the way he uses his body. You can kind of um, compare him with Darby Allen. This is why I don't hate on Darby as much as others do, because at least he understands that he's a small guy and knows how to work. You know, his body as a smaller guy, knowing that he has to use his body in different ways to sort of uh, get a win, which he does. I think uh, Ilya kind of does the same thing also. Not to the same extent, though, but y if you get w where I'm coming from. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's so... Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, it's weird. Um, yeah, it is weird. He is, he is, ever since he debuted back in NXT UK, the first time I saw him, you know, I'm sure he was working a little bit before that, but... He just, I was always been confused about him. Like, what is he doing? He he just seems like very spastic and <laughs> like spastic, I couldn't I couldn't really figure out what his character was trying to be, and I'm not sure he knew either. Sometimes he would wear a... those contact lenses, sometimes he wouldn't. Sometimes he wears a fluffy robe, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he's <laughs> true. He keeps changing his music. Oh uh, my god, dude. I, I can't I can't figure if he's a heel or a baby face. Like he just he's crazy, but I don't know. It just and I, I've been trying Seth to Rollins figure him thing. out. You know, he's kind of he's kind of settled <laughs> into a into a sort of a, a some consistency lately. But at the at the start, I, he was trying to figure some stuff out. I think. Actually, it's funny you brought up cons uh, consistency. I think that's sort of him. He's like, if you want to sort of uh, say his persona, like sort of uh, describe his persona consistent and inconsistent is actually well put i think his character is very inconsistent even though he's playing this crazy russian right that's actually born and raised or not born in germany but raised in germany born in russia raised in germany um he's i don't know if he's still trying to figure himself out because he really hasn't changed i remember him even in the indies in the european indies before nxt like he already had a name out there before he joined WWE and him and Walter, obviously, you know, the history is there also. If you go back on those matches back in their day on the independence, but, um, he's just, yeah, like, what is he? He's just a crazy Russian, a spastic Russian though is well put. I mean, I guess that's fine. I mean, the people seem to be into it. So let's see how that translates into a bigger stage eventually. I mean, but shouldn't you make him into a real badass heel as a Russian, especially right now with Putin and all that shit? No. No? Okay. Fair enough. No, I mean, maybe I that's two so. 1980s. Just it is. It's a little bit. It is, definitely. And if he's not that, 
you know, like, like you said, and like he said, it's one thing if they say, you know, okay, I'm a Russian, whatever, but he's already said that he basically grew up in Germany. So just cause he's yeah. Russian born doesn't mean he's a Russian. So he's what's the heat, even with, what's the heat with Germany right now? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. There's no real heat with Germany right now. You you just have to be loyal to the country you were born in, right? Like there's you <laughs> if 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 my home if my original birth country's at war, I got to go to war for them. Like no, man. Right. No, that's true. And at least WWE didn't like destroy him after, you know, all the Russian heat going on around the world, if you know what I mean with Ukraine and whatnot. Yeah. Um so anyway, after this uh, violent, <laughs> this violent match of guys doing moves <laughs> to each other, uh, Trick Williams conveniently appears right before the finish of the match. There's a I lot of good waiting, timing, like with Von Wagner and Trick Williams, and then they had their music ready and everything. So, um, so he just shows up and stands there, and then uh, you know, it's just for the whoop Carmelo that Hayes has the oh. has the uh, <laughs> the old what's he doing here face on, and then um then he gets hit with a superplex by dragon dragon off because he caught him looking and then he hits him with the torpedo moscow and he wins the trilogy match defends his championship carmelo hayes is defeated dragon off is your winner and then he go he fucks off and then trick williams comes in and yanks carmelo hayes up by the arm and they have a face off and then uh vic joseph is like something's happening and then they go to the well, back where Corbin is getting himself fired by attacking Dragonov. So, yeah, he's just sitting there holding Dragonov, and there you go. So now we don't now because of that, we don't. You know, Trick Trick is no longer, I guess, interested in explaining why he came out there or doing anything. Like we just, he doesn't care anymore. All we care about now is Baron Corbin again. Well, they definitely do care about Baron Corbin again, and you know what? To his credit, I think he's been pretty good in NXT compared to his main roster run in recent times. I think Corbin is a lot better than a lot of people realize, to be honest. I said it. He's not that bad. People like to shit on him. But really, he's actually not too bad at all. As far as um, Trick Williams and the Mallow part, am I missing something? Now, I've, I've been on and off with NXT the last eight weeks, say. Right on and off. I've, I've been catching NXT say every second week per se for the last eight weeks. Right, and um, have they turned on each other yet? The last time I watched NXT, they hadn't turned on each other yet. So, no, they heavily implied that uh, Carmelo Hayes is the one that attacked Trick Williams to keep him out of a fatal four-way match for the number one contendership. Oh, so basically, Trick talked himself into a four-way. For the number one contendership then right before the match was supposed to happen uh he was mysteriously attacked backstage Never <laughs> oh, yeah, happens oh, yeah. in wrestling. i remember that right you're right mysteriously attacked and then they went ahead and made the triple threat match which it originally was so it reverted back to a triple threat carmelo hayes won the triple threat and then the following week on nxt Everybody was asking Carmelo if he's the one that took out Trick Williams, and he kept saying, nah, man, nah, man, nah, man. And then, <laughs> so they, they heavily implied that he's the one that did it. And then he only did this to keep Trick from stealing a spotlight again or some shit like that. And then when Trick comes out here to confront him, it's obvious that 
Trick is acting like he knows something. Right. So that's that's why I'm asking. But who cares? Because Dragunov was attacked backstage by Baron Corbin, so we don't have time to care about that anymore. Which makes it weird booking. Why would they do that at the end just to, you know, it shits on what's going on between Trick and Mellow. But I, I get it, I guess, because Dragunov is your champion, so that has to take priority. But then why do this spot in the first place right now? And, and I was waiting for Trick. I'm thinking, whoa, no Trick. You would have thought we would have seen Trick a lot earlier, but uh, it made sense, I guess, why he came out. But what does this imply? Who the fuck knows? Because, like you said, he probably knows something that we don't. Yeah. But we'll have to wait another week to find out if he knows. Because, <laughs> as you know, everything, life only exists for those two hours on Tuesday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. And then it's all life is on pause for the entire week until next week. So Trick's not going to go on social media and talk about it. Um, no one's going to interview him. You know, it's no one else is interested to see like, Hey, why did you come out there? Trick? No one, no one's going to ask him about it. We're just happy. He was trick or trading. (laughs) He could, he, he, he doesn't even have Carmelo Hayes, phone number, even though they've been best friends (laughs) since they were kids, he doesn't have his phone number. So he couldn't ask him anything like in private DMS. No, nothing. He just, we just have to wait until we both come to work assuming we make it to work unassaulted because it's very dangerous in the parking lot it's very dangerous (laughs) backstage is very dangerous in the ring is very dangerous in your own entrance is very dangerous i mean we saw the baby faces run out and jump the heels face to face (laughs) like the heels were watching them the whole time Uh, remember piper and chelsea are on their way to the ring looking at the ring and JC and Thea just run out there while they're looking at him and sucker punch him. Amazing. So you're never not in danger in NXT, buddy. Never. As a matter of fact, it's a new trend now. Like, you know, danger. It's, it's danger everywhere. But no, you're right. Uh, it, it, that's why I like asking. Sometimes when I watch this show, I think, is does this brand truly get you ready for the main roster? Because sometimes... It's so opposite the way things are done. And sometimes I truly feel, other than the cameras and just TV in general, does it really get you ready for the main roster, do you think? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, interesting. I just feel like it's become too hokey in NXT, you know, at times. It is. I mean, it's hokey, but it's like, I guess it's harder to tell when you're there because you're in it. Like, fair. The, these these NXT kids, they're probably not going back and watching this whole episode. They probably <laughs> got a lot of other stuff to worry about, and they're not worried about going and watching the, the episode, right? They only know what they're involved in. So, you know, that's kind of like that with the WWE too. You're up there on the road. You know, if you're on SmackDown and you got your little match or your little segment or your little promo or whatever you got, you ain't going to go back and watch SmackDown when you get home. You've had enough wrestling. You've had enough uh, traveling. For sure. You've had enough, you, you know, whatever. You, you don't have time for that shit. So you don't see how bad the entire show is. You just know what you've got in front of you and how that went because you lived it. And yeah, That's you might true. go back and watch your part, but you're not watching the whole show. I mean, I, maybe some of them do. I don't know, but uh, I, 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 I bet imagine. a lot of them are probably like, 
yeah, that's enough wrestling for me. I was there all day. I don't need to watch it. <laughs> Especially if you have to put up with all the bullshit that goes along with it. You know what I mean? You'd definitely be like that. Oof. Yeah, so. Well, there it is. We uh, we tried not to go two hours, and we did it anyway. So. Oh, shit. We did, Damn, too. <laughs> we just, I guess we just had such a good time with everybody here. <laughs> And your your wonderful contributions in the chat, and getting Absolutely. sidetracked, and having fun, and yeah, I mean, we still just jamming, uh, time flies man. when you're having fun, man. Time definitely flies. As a matter of fact, I can't believe it's four a.m. for me. <laughs> Jeez. Whoa, well, that's yeah. okay. You don't exist anyway, so it doesn't really no, matter what time it is. I just go in, uh, you know, in little sleep mode, like a PC. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Hibernate. Uh, uh, Oh, thank you, Mike, man. I appreciate that, dude. That means a lot. Like I said, thank you to everybody, man. I mean, it's it's been peaking. I mean, the whole time we haven't lost viewers. We've just gained viewers. And thanks to you guys in the chat. I mean, you always make it a pleasure doing this thing. And that's a shoot for sure, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully we're hitting our demo too. Like that's the key. That's the key number we want to make sure that <laughs> everybody in here has got to be 18 to 49, right? So oh yeah definitely yeah, we, we definitely nailed the demo we got we we got a a one we got a one you know one thousand percent in the demo so i mean uh, do we even have kids listening i i, I highly doubt that <laughs> well then again you never know that'd be great maybe there's some lurkers you never know but <laughs> maybe maybe for sure definitely well in saying that vet i guess we're gonna take it home because we did do another two hours so tell them they can find you bro well, of course, they can find me everywhere at Opinion Haver on all your favorite social media platforms and everything like that. You can check me out on Mondays for the Impact Attack live with Brandon. Uh, it'll, you know, it'll always be the Impact Attack, but maybe it's going to be the TNA show that we're <laughs> reviewing, even though they didn't change a thing yet. And a matter of fact, Jimmy, what do you think about this? Bound for Glory, their biggest show of the year, basically their WrestleMania. And what do you think they do on their first episode after? a clip show from now for <laughs> glory uh without what, any the tna show? branding on it whatsoever just oh, still no, impact wrestling just yep. oh no i knew that i was watching the impact attack as a matter of fact and um i remember you guys pointing that out and i'm thinking what there was no tna branding so after all that they still are not ready to brand kinda, over. They kind of jumped the gun on that announcement a little bit. If they weren't ready to roll it out, huh? But wow. I don't know. You know, that's that's just how they do things there. Everything there is just makes you shake your head. It's it's just like NXT, but in a different way. Like there's different <laughs> rottenness over there. So it's but uh, <laughs> but you you can hear me and Brandon talk all about it every Monday live at six thirty p.m. Pacific, nine thirty p.m. Eastern. And, uh, of course, on channelattitude.com as well. And you can find me on uh, The Wreckage every Sunday morning with yourself, Jimmy. You know this. And Chris Ams, Lambs and Noel, bullshit first thing in the morning. <laughs> uh, we, we talk about the uh, declining collision. Um, how that's turning into dynamite, which is just turning into uh, a mess. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. But you can hear us try to make some sense of it uh, every Sunday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. And, uh, yeah, then check out Wrestling with Rip Rogers on YouTube. Great interviews, such as uh, Bobby Fulton, 
um, from the Fantastics was an interview. Great interview with uh, with him this past week. And who knows who they'll have next. But check out uh, Wrestling with Rib Rogers every Friday for a live Q&A. And check out Stevie Richards. Uh, he's got his uh, fitness channel. He's got his fitness podcast. He's got his fitness um, reviews on his channel. But even more than that, he's got the Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis on Patreon and YouTube. So... Uh, and he's killing lots it. Lots of great stuff. Breaking down Ric Flair's figure four leg lock and just a bunch of stuff for Steve Rich. He's doing too much. Like you want to talk about getting burned out on wrestling. I don't want to say burned out on Stevie Richards, but I, I'm falling behind. His his content rate <laughs> <Me too. laughs> is exceeding the limit at which I can keep up with it. So please, Stevie, <laughs> slow down. Not for your sake, but for my sake. God, I can't watch all this. But but no, but yeah, check him out if you have the time to watch all that. He's put he's just pumping out content nonstop. Um, yeah, what a renaissance man, Stevie Rich. That's it for me. Literally, Jimmy, what about you? Uh, literally a renaissance. And I just want to say, man, I just love that Stevie has the love for professional wrestling once again, man. And 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 yeah. no shit. Everything he's doing is literally he's hitting it out the park, and I'm just so happy that he's getting the attention that he's earned. No doubt about it, man, because there's no better man than stevie when it comes to analysis of pro wrestling but anyway if you want to follow me on the twitter you or sorry the x you can at dj mass effects also like and subscribe right here on channelattitude.com with five bucks not only do you get the realest talking pro wrestling but you get the best talking professional wrestling also how me media group.podbean.com and the pwc network.podbean.com where you can find my other shows but um yeah i think that's a wrap vet so in saying that I am Jimmy T, that is the vet Jamie Williams, and you've been listening and watching the Next Level Podcast right here on channelattitude.com, and we're out. Peace.